Take things one step at a time, mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I am your host, Mark Papers, senior engineer at MPE, mobile production engineers. Call or text 888-90-MPE now to get started. We got you with the sauce, podcast mixing, music mixing and mastering, vocal tuning, beat mixing, plus much more. Today, we're going to be looking at bus channels. What is a bus channel? Why do we use them? And how can they help you get better mixes? Today, you're going to be part of Mix Bus 101, the why, the when, and how to group traps into a bus. Uh, no specific DAW, just we're just going to talk about the specific process of why we use them. Every single mixing board, whether physical or digital, in your DAW performs exactly the same task. It takes multiple signals from different channels, combines them together, and routes them into a blend of tracks, and then makes it into the output of your choice. A mix bus is where all those combined tracks are routed and merged together so you can take collective action on them. So when you have a track of bus together, or vocals, or drums, you can EQ them together, excuse me, or you can, uh, you know, compress them together. That way they're kind of glued, they're in the same space, in the same arena. You know, when you're doing that track, it's, you know, you want to make sure that everything is kind of grouped together when you're doing mixing. So again, busing is a, is a, is a great way to, to do that and getting started with that. Every single mixing board, whether it's physical or digital, in your DAW performs exactly the same task. It takes multiple signals from different channels, combines them together, and routes them and blends them to a track of outputs to your choice. So a mix bus is where you combine all those tracks, the routed and merged together so you can take collective action on them. Essentially, a bus is a signal path to which many signals can be mixed. Think of a highway into where many small roads flow. Most buses are either mono or stereo, but surround consoles also support multi-channel buses. So if you're doing like 7.1 surround sound or Dolby Digital or something like that. The most popular mix is the basic main stereo mix bus also called the master bus. You'll find this on every single mixing console. Usually it's the last channel on all the way to the right side. To put this in simple terms, the mixing board takes all of the different instrument channels and combines them into a single pair of left and right channels. The channels are then output to your left and right speakers or headphones. The main stereo mix acts as a master control center where you can make final adjustments before the audio leaves your board or to your DAW and hits the speakers. Typically, buses come in the following formats. Mix buses, group bus, aux channels, or solo buses. Quick pro tip. The term bus can refer to any type of mix bus, but most often it's used to describe a subgroup mix bus. In Logic Pro, sub Groups are called stacks. Pro Tools calls any bus an aux, regardless of their function. So, as I mentioned, no matter which DAW you're using, you want to have bus and aux tracks routed. It may be listed as something different, but it's the same process. It's typically when you take 
um, a bunch of different stacks, whether it's vocals, harmonies, or instruments, drums, just like instruments. You group them together, you make a bus. That way you can send, you know, similar processing to that same channel. You can also do other things as well, but that's the main reason why you would do this. Before we get into our next section, here's a brief word from our sponsor. The Max Michaels Artist Development Program. If you're an up-and-coming artist who wants to learn how to make $4,000 a month as an unsigned artist, email your name and one song to maxmichaelsllc at gmail.com. They'll give you one complimentary feedback and solutions to start making money with your music. Max Michaels Artist Development Program gives you the tools and education to make money and gain real supporters with your music. It's had plans, budgets, target goals, and reaching your target audience, defining the differences between reaching your audience and engaging with your audience. Email your name and one song to maxmichaelsllc at gmail.com. Let's get back into it. So a subgroup mix is a mixed bus, just exactly what it's called. A group of tracks controlled as a single group. Imagine you want to add distortion and you have 10 background tracks. You could do this a few different ways, right? You can do track by track. You can route all the background vocals into... You know, your stereo output and then just, you know, throw distortion on every single track and then place the effect on each each single track. You know, that would probably be the most simplest way to do it. But, you know, in reality, that actually takes a lot longer. What you should do is just route them all into one bus channel and then just throw the distortion right on that. Um, it's the best way to just get everything to just work in, in unison. So in doing so, you can mix down all the 10 tracks into one stereo bus channel. We can name that BG vocals or such. Uh, this, beat, this bus would in turn output to the master bus, and then your distortion plugin would be the BG vocals bus, and then there you go. You got distortion on all the tracks all at one time, and then it works for your song, and then saves you a lot of uh, DSP, um, you know, just not using that plugin a thousand times moving forward auxiliary channels generally referred to as aux channels you can you know see them in your DAWs as that as well they're really similar to group buses they receive input from multiple sources so just like a group bus aux channels visually output to the master bus they differ because in their routing. So all channels send a copy of the signal rather than sending the complete signal like the group buses do. So sending a copy allows the maintain allows you to maintain the original signal untouched alongside your process track, giving you independent control between the two signals. So in turn, you can mix a wet and a dry signal. So when you have an aux track, it's kind of when you're using your your sends, like your reverb and your delay tracks. So for example, you got a vocal track, you want to add reverb to it. You insert the reverb plugin directly on this vocal track, and then it'll get the job done, right? It'll, you know, add the amount of reverb you want. You just, you know, tune the wet and dry signal, and then, you know, you'll get it tuned exactly how you want. However, this method is going to be like, you know, a little troublesome, right? Because first of all, you're going to want to change the amount of reverb to adjust it to your song later on with the wet and dry signal, you have to open that reverb plugin each and every time to do so. 
When in turn, when you really want to adjust it, once you set the reverb that you want, you just adjust the knob on your auxiliary track. It's just that that much more simple. It just helps your workflow that much better, and it helps your processing. That way, you're making less decisions based on what you think you should do and actually what you're hearing in the music. You know, you're making better music that way. So again, that method of just adding the plugin to, uh, you know, the directly track, it could be a little bit problematic because if you want to apply the same reverb effect to multiple instruments, again, you're going to have to copy it into multiple tracks. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do that. So in theory, you could set up a subgroup bus to apply the effect to multiple tracks together but it still doesn't solve the problem of using different amounts of reverb on different tracks, which you're going to want to do. You know, sometimes you're going to want to put, you know, amounts of reverb that are different on the lead tracks. Then you're going to put on the ad libs or background vocals. You know, it's just a spacing thing. So give yourself that opportunity to let that happen um, by, you know, separating your mix and not putting everything on one channel. You know, I remember when I first started, mixing you know i just thought that was easier because routing and buses and aux channels uh it, it was a little complex right it was kind of confusing so it, it, it made me you know not want to use it even though everyone told me that it was easier but once i started to jump into using bucks buses and aux channels it's so much better because again you're saving so much, you know, computer power. I'm going to get into some of the advantages later, but I'm just, you know, giving you some of the reasons why if, you know, if you're, you know, a beginning engineer, you're wondering, you know, why is everyone saying you, why you should you use uh, aux and bus channels? It's because they work, you know, it makes your workflow that much better. Okay. They really come in handy, you know, when you're, you know, inserting reverb effects directly onto tracks, you know, such as instrument tracks. Uh, you can create a new bus. We can call it a reverb bus, right? You can put the reverb on that exact bus, right? And then send all of your guitars, you know, your vocals, you know, your drums, you know, whatever track or genre you're making, you can send it and use it to that same reverb because essentially they're all going to use the same one, right? You're not going to use 10 different reverbs going in different spaces in the same song that, you know, sonically would not sound proper. So that's why, again, we send it all to the bus track, you know, for, for that very reason. <sighs> Once you send out a copy of any track, um, and, you know, you, what you're doing is you're sending it to that reverb bus. Essentially, you're using a, a copy of it to input it. The original sound is going through, um, and then the output is still flowing through the master bus. So, you know, you're still getting the same uh, signal flow, but it's just being interrupted when you get that reverb signal. So think of it as, as ele ele electricity signal, right? You got the lights that's coming in the switch, right? So in between that switch and that wire, there's something, let's say every time you turn on that switch, there's something in between there where you can dial in another amount, like a dimmer, and you could change how much light you want to get that's coming in. You know, the, that's the voltage. It's the same concept. You know, you're dialing in how much track or reverb you want per track, um, and it, it's, it's, more, it's more effective. But again, it's still being routed through the master signal, so you're getting the same sound. It's being unaffected. It's just being treated.
Another good tip what you want to do is to have separate faders um, when you're doing your mixes. So, you know, having buses is going to allow you to have a different channel where you can have your reverbs and your different scents, have different faders. So, again, you, it's just customizable and you can treat your mixes, you know, as, you know, personable as you need them to be. So I want to go over a few advantages of using buses in your mixes. Um, if we haven't covered any before, um, all of them, we're just going to get through all of them right now. So the main reason I would say is to save you computer power, saving you CPU, uh, saving you room in your DAW, DSP, whatever you want to call it, the memory, your, the computer space is going to really thank you for using buses and aux channels because you're allowing your computer to breathe, you're allowing your computer to do its job and not have the strain and stress on it because you're using 10 plugins that, you know, it's just weighing it down. It's unnecessary, especially when you could just put it on one track and it literally does the same the same the same thing, right? Um so again, uh, another reason is going to make your sessions way more efficient, right? So you're going to have uh, the ability to just go back and forth and, you know, you can see, you know, where your vocals are. They're all summed to one group. You can see your drums. They're all summed to one group. You can see the hooks, you know, anything that you wanted to sum or group together. It's all in one area. If you want to treat them all with the same effects or plugins, they're all there. You can do that. You can move the faders. You know, you have the ability to, you know, just really go directly to a section and just treat it exactly how you need. You know, I remember I was mixing a song and I had about, you know, 10 or 12 mixed tracks of, of, of an instrumental. And the best thing I found was just to just solo um, group the tracks into one bus and call it instrument track or beat. And then just solo it. So anytime I needed to just check the beat by itself with everything on, I could just, you know, just do that without having to, you know, run back and forth and just, you know, mute everything. It's just, again, it saves you time and workflow and it just makes everything super, super efficient. Okay? Because you never want to run out of audio resources when you're doing a mix. It's very frustrating when, you know, you're trying to be creative and you're making a song and you need to add a certain effect to get it to sound a certain way, but your computer is not letting you because you don't have enough space or power for it. It's not going to be, you know, the best feeling knowing that you, you're incapable of creating the best type of work. So again, at least set yourself up the best position to make the best song by, you know, using less power if you don't have to. Another reason why you want to go ahead and use buses is the ability to have enhanced workflow, right? Uh, we really didn't get too much into this section, um, and I don't want to dive too much into it in later parts. We're going to, you know, hit, hit this a little bit more closer, but you're going to have enhanced workflow because you can start getting into side-chaining. Um, and the only way to really side-chain is to do it through a bus channel. Um, you know, essentially, if you want things to, you know, dip and curve and compress and, you know, follow along with another instrument, you typically want to group that to another bus channel rather than just an individual track. So, again, um, it's going to give you, a, you know, the chances, again, just to do more with your mixes. You have to know how 
that works to go ahead and use it. But once you do, um, it's a great, great skill to have. Another reason why you want to use buses is because you're going to have more flexible FX processing. Again, you're going to have the ability to add EQs and distortion after your reverbs and your delays. So the last episode, we touched this a little bit. Once you have a uh, send track and you have a reverb, you can add a compression. I like to add compression after my reverbs just so it, it kind of you know dips a little bit in the spaces. Um, you can add EQs. I've added uh, distortion before after my reverbs and delays. Um, you can add saturation. You know, the possibilities are endless. You know, I've, I've added auto-tune before um, after my reverb and delays. So, again, you can do more because you have it on that separate track instead of just parking it right on the main vocal where it's kind of stuck and, you know, it's not that dynamic. You know, it's, it's kind of printed there. And, again, it could, have the, it could have reasons. You know, maybe you have a separate track in your mix that, you know, you just want to just soak and just, you know, just have a bunch of reverb on one phrase. You know, you may want to just put it right on that, you know, just to save time. I don't know. I, I still would use a send track, but, you know, it's just, it's just that much better to just do it that way, all right? So just to finish up on that last part, you can add any type of processing once you have separate FX tracks and your, you know, your, your aux tracks are separated and you're using sensor use, reverbs, and delays. Another reason which I think is very good, and we always speak about it on this podcast, you know, very big on, you know, organization as an engineer. You know, you want to have a great, you know, so workspace, you want to have a nice desk, a nice clean area. You want to do the same thing with your mixes. You know, big thing is cleaning up, uh, making sure your mixes are very tidy. Everything is in the right space. And, you know, having aux tracks will help you do that. You're going you're gonna to have everything grouped in the right section, in the right spot. Um, you can actually name it and color them. You know, I like to make sure that my mixes are very, you know, bright. So that way I can just look at things very quickly. You know, you know, my eyes just can just go to it very quickly. I can just make the changes I need. I can just focus on the music and not have to, you know, strain myself to try to see, you know, figure stuff out. So, again, you're going to keep yourself very organized and, you know, in a nice workspace by using aux and bus tracks. Okay. And another tip I want to say if using bus tracks is for stem creation. Stems um, are very uh, good to use. Let's say if you want to bounce some tracks, um, if you have them, you know, a big mix with a lot of parts to it, you can just solo things and just bounce them out. Um, it's easy when you have buses. So just to go over those last parts, uh, just to review it, some of the advantages of using bus and aux tracks it saves you computer power. That's a huge one. Um, making sessions more efficient. Uh, you want to make sure that you're not using too much CPU or DSP, any of that power. Um, third, enhanced workflow, a great way to make sure that your uh, DAW is looking clean and tidy. Um, four, more flexible for sends and FX processing. So essentially, you can put 
um, effects and plugins after your reverbs and delays. You know, it's very helpful, makes your um, mix is very cre uh, unique and creative. Five, um, it helps you to stay very organized. Um, you can color your mixes and your DAWs. Um, and make sure that everything uh, looks very nice. You can get to it, you know, very quickly and you can have responsive decisions. Five, um, it lastly can help you with uh, stem creation because you can just bounce things and solo tracks and, you know, have things grouped together. And, you know, essentially they're going to, you know, be easier for you to collectively group. So, you know, hope you got a lot from this last section. You know, it was great covering this. You know, I had a blast covering this last topic. Uh, this has been The Nudge, where we take things one step at a time, mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I am your host, Mark Papers, senior engineer at MPE, mobile production engineers. Call or text 888-90-MPE now to get started. We got you with the sauce. Podcast mixing, music mixing and mastering, vocal tuning, beat mixing, plus much more. You already know. Get in tune with us.